0: Huh? Really? Vampire! we we'll take your tennies. Count Dracula, I am Dracula. And I bid you welcome, Mr. Hart, to my house. Come. Our first award goes to the vampire for most blood-drained in this single evening. The strength of the vampire is that people will not believe
1: in him. Good evening, my fellow vampire lovers. The sun is going down, and you know what that means. It's time for me to record another episode of my podcast... Beautiful dead. As always, I'm your host Lena Nazari, and I can go through all the places to reach out to me, but honestly, just go to lenanazari.com, click on the contact link, you'll see my email, lena at lenanazari.com, and then links to all my social media. So, this is going to be actually a bonus episode this week. Originally, I was going to attach this to this week's vampire movie review, which will be Van Helsing. But I thought about a couple different things. First off, this certainly fits into the realm of the beautiful dead as I was on a ghost hunt. And who are you to say that these were not beautiful dead? I think so. And I think ghost fits in very nicely with our vampires, but I am not somebody who likes to. Uh, trick people into listening. So I am not going to trick somebody into listening to one of my vampire episodes because they want to hear my ghost hunting and anything I caught. So while yes, it was enticing to use this to get more listeners, I just don't play like that. So we're going to do a separate episode. This is a bonus episode. So if you love my vampire stuff, you're going to get this one and a vampire review episode. If you just want the ghost stuff, you only have to listen to this. If you just want the vampire stuff, well then turn this episode off and wait for me to upload my vampire one. Now, I am going actually on another ghost hunt tonight. I will be going to the Crescent Sanitarium and Prison. Wow, say that five times fast. So if you really enjoyed this and you want some other um, bonus episodes, some other ghost hunt reviews. If you really like this, let me know. And I will just continue to do bonus episodes anytime I go on ghost hunts. If this is just not your thing, that's fine. That's totally fine. So since this is the first time I've done a ghost hunt episode, I'm kind of, kind of wing it. So feel free to give me feedback. Anybody who reaches out to me Uh, on social media or via email, I do get back to. So please let me know. And I'm always interested in making this podcast something that you guys really want to listen to. So if you have any feedback, let me know. But why don't we start with um, a little bit of history for anybody who is not familiar with the building that I did my ghost hunt in. And you'll have to excuse me, I'm actually still a little bit hoarse from my uh, Canadian cold I came home with. The Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum was originally called Weston State Hospital, and it is in Weston, West Virginia. It was about a two-hour drive for me. It was not bad. It was, it was much worse on the way home, I have to admit, but not on the way there. And it is currently a National Historic Landmark, and it served as a sanctuary for the mentally ill beginning in the mid-1800s. It's roughly 160 years old. And it holds fascinating stories of civil war raids, a gold robbery, the curative effects of architecture, the efforts of determined individuals to help better the lives of the mentally ill. And that came straight from the website. You can tour the building. They have historical tours, daylight tours, and then of course overnight ghost hunts for those who are feeling brave. And you can see and hear how it really did Make such an impression, not just on the town itself through, um, you know, giving jobs to the locals and taking care of the people who really needed to be taken taken care of, but also affected the history. When you hear some of the things that happened during the Civil War, it was constructed between one thousand, eight hundred and fifty-eight and one thousand, eight hundred and eighty-one. It is the largest hand-cut stone masonry building in North America. And it's reported to be the second largest in the world next to the Kremlin. It is a sight to behold, I will tell you. It was designed by the renowned architect Richard Andrews, following the Kirkbride Plan. And that calls for these long rambling wings. I mean, from one side to the other is quite a walk. And it's in this staggering formation, assuring that each of the connecting structures receives this abundance of therapeutic sunlight and fresh air. Uh, If you guys don't know, especially tuberculosis, they they said the best thing is fresh air and sunshine. And sometimes that was really how they treated mental illness as well. The original hospital was designed to have 250 people in it, and it was open to patients in 1864. It reached its peak in the 1950s with 2,400 patients. Sometimes there would be two or five, two or five, four or five um, patients shoved into a room that was designed for one. So you can imagine if you are somebody who's struggling with mental illness or even worse, you didn't have mental illness and you're shoved into a room with four other people, I mean, that alone is not going to do a whole lot for your your mental health. Uh, Changes in the treatment of mental illness and the physical deterioration of the building itself led to it being closed in 1994, so not that long ago. I was in high school when this place shut down and one of the very first times I toured this building, which I wanna say was 16 years ago, I was actually able to be toured by a woman who used to be a nurse there and oh my, the stories. It did have a devastating effect on the local economy, from which it has yet to recover. Some of the therapies that were practiced in the hospital's time included ice baths, insulin shock therapy, electroshock therapy, and lobotomies. And unfortunately, all of the deaths in the hospital were not always from natural causes. Some of these patients would end their admission to this hospital due to suicide or murder, and even sadder, some children were born in the asylum and would also die there, never knowing life outside of that building. Now, Some of the spirits that are reported to still remain at Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum are Big John, Lily, Red, the Sarge, and my personal nightmare, the Creeper, which we will talk about later. There are many spirits in this building, but those are some of the highlights. This was not my first ghost hunt in this building, but it was the first time I took my two daughters, and we had no idea what the night was going to hold, but we knew we would face it together. When we arrived, we registered and we were given certificates of commitment. Each had a diagnosis on them like gastritis, which I would be in big trouble because I have a terrible stomach, feebleness of intellect, epileptic seizures, And while that's funny, it also alludes to the fact that some of the reasons on file for these people to be locked into the hospital against their will would be diagnoses that were not mental health disorders necessarily. So drug or alcohol problems, epilepsy, diabetes, not really mental health issues, right? But even more horrifying than that, some of the reasons to be admitted were dysmenorrhea, which guys means menstrual cramps reading too much, caught masturbating, or even back-talking your husband. As a matter of fact, if you were a man who wanted to be rid of your wife, you could just slip the doctor some money, drop her off, and then be free to go vacation with your mistress. The first few handful of women who were committed were featured on posters in the building and several of them held the diagnoses of dementia but were in their 20s, which medically possible, Sure but highly unlikely. And so there we were about to spend eight hours locked into a building that saw the horrors beyond your imagination, Were three unmarried women who easily could have found ourselves committed not too long ago. And here is how it went. Now I will be playing some snippets of actual video or or video voice recording, I recorded almost the entire night. So I dug through eight hours of material, listening with my headphones on and the feed turned all the way up, trying to catch anything. So I will be playing some of those for you, but I will be giving you some explanations before and after and highlighting anything that I need to highlight. If you hear something that I don't mention, please let me know. And um, there, unfortunately, was some voice recording that I'm pretty sure was other groups. So if you hear something, I will try and call out if if I think there's a voice in the background that I know is another group. But if you hear something, please let me know and I will go back and listen. So when we arrived, we were separated into four groups of roughly 10 people each. And our group was comprised of three families that each had young people in it. So teen to early 20s. And I think they kept us all together for a reason, which I understand. And then we actually got the newest and youngest guide. So we were sort of the youngest group there. And I got to tell you, I would not have changed it for anything. I wish I had gotten contact information for the people who were with us so I could let them know about this uh, podcast. But hey, if you guys ever uh, stumble across this podcast, please reach out to me. So the one family was comprised of um, a father, his daughter, and his daughter's boyfriend. And then the other family, I believe, was a husband and wife. And they had two young people with them. I don't know if that was their son and daughter or daughter and daughter's boyfriend or son and son's girlfriend. But as you, as you can probably imagine, young people. So our guide was Seth. So shout out to Seth at Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum. He was a wonderful tour guide, um, knowledgeable, but also like really related with the younger people and we had a really good time. He was very, very chill and that's what we needed and um, very encouraging so that we felt like we could really explore and kind of be no holds barred as far as what we wanted to try to get activity. So... There are a couple rules at the trans allegheny Lunatic Asylum, no Ouija boards, no taunting the spirits, no seances, no blood sacrifices. Now I did ask, did somebody actually try a blood sacrifice? But no, they just say that maybe as a joke, but maybe because they know there's weird people out there. There's people who throw their loved ones ashes at freaking Disney World. So I guess you should just say ahead of time, no blood sacrifices. Um, I will tell you throughout the night, one, uh, I had an EMF detector with me. Uh, obviously, I had the digital recorder that I recorded all night. But one of the other things we had with us was a spirit box, which it uh, very, very quickly sweeps through all of the radio frequencies and stations that are nearby. And it's supposed to give the spirits opportunity to create voice. So if you hear... Um, clear words especially if you hear more than one word especially if you hear a full sentence that is not voices from the radio station because it sweeps so fast that it you'd not be able to pick out something that clear and so what we decided to do was we did a a sensory deprivation technique where somebody had headphones plugged into the voice box so they could not hear the questions we were asking. They were merely speaking out what they were hearing on the spirit box. And this allows for a couple different things. One, it's very hard to understand the spirit box when it's just out in the middle of an empty room, especially in the asylum because the sound echoes and carries so badly. Um, The other thing is, is, They're shouting out what they're hearing and they do not know what we are asking. So if it's a direct back and forth, then that is probably more than likely a spirit because the person shouting out the words doesn't even know what we're asking. And I will explain each time I play a clip uh, who is on the spirit box and what I got out of it. So let's start with... Uh, a little bit of a funny one. We were upstairs on the fourth floor. These almost look like apartments. At one point in time, I believe they were for staff, but then they because of overcrowding, I believe patients were up there. And there were two patients known to frequent this room um, or stayed in this room, and they were jokesters, and there was a lot of, like, playing cards and, and um, pranking other patients and staff members. And so when you go into the room, in the middle of the floor is, like, cigarettes playing cards and cash and we were in there this was our first spirit box session and my oldest daughter was on the spirit box and she actually went into the closet and faced the closet I will post this on Instagram I I already did but I'll post it again so you guys know exactly what I was talking about And she faced away from us. So not only could she not hear us, but she couldn't even see us. And I have to say, she was very, very brave to be sitting in that closet, not just because she had her back to us um, and was in the dark, but also because of the spiders, let me tell you. So we will actually be playing a snippet of us telling dirty jokes to the spirits because reportedly they love dirty jokes. So here's the clip. Never. This is like a dirty joke. Mhm. You gonna tell a dirty joke? I know. Girl. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead.
0: Okay. Two female deer walk out of a bar. One turns to the other and says, "I can't believe we just blew a hundred bucks." <laughs> 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 Do you hear that I'm just What comes after sixty nine? What? Mouthwash. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs>
1: why was six afraid of seven because seven ate nine because seven was a six of <laughs> So if you ever wondered what it's like to ghost hunt with me, um, that's a little bit what it's like. There's a lot of silence. So I will tell you, um, most of the clips you're going to hear are edited for a time because there was minutes and minutes and minutes of just absolute silence. Just us sitting in the dark in the silence. there's a lot of silence, but also, you know, we do what we have to do to get the spirits to come out. We never taunt, but we will tell some dirty jokes. We have no problem with that. And I have to actually, I was just re-listening to that clip. At that point in time, actually, my oldest was not on the spirit box. That was actually Julia, who was the daughter of one of the other groups. And um, she's the one that said what after we told the second joke. Okay, so the next clip you're going to hear um, we were in the creeper hallway. So let's talk about the creeper. Oh boy. Um, so we were in the drug, uh, wing and this is where anybody with drug problems would have been. And anybody who's in healthcare knows that people who have drug addictions are a very difficult group of patients. Um, and, There is an entity that has been heard and seen in this hallway that they call the Creeper because he creeps around on his arms, um, sometimes dragging the back half, sometimes almost like crawling a little bit, Um, but he's never fully stood. He's always down on the ground and he's a shadow figure and there's um, staff members, uh, one in particular, that will not go to that hallway because of an experience that she had. And if you want to know what it looks like, oh my god, I'm so glad I did not see this clip before this night. Because we sat in that hallway in the dark, um, waiting to see if we could even hear. Um, But one person described it as almost like a snake coming out of one room and going to the next. And then other people have described him as climbing on the the walls and the floor. So if you go find Paranormal Lockdown, I found it on Amazon Prime. Watch the first episode there at the trans allegheny Lunatic Asylum for 72 hours, which, oh my God, I wish. How do I get that gig? Um, and they did actually catch the creeper. It's towards the end of the episode, and when I saw it, I jumped up, I screamed for the girls to come look, and we watched it over and over again, and it gives me chills. <laughs> so I'm glad I didn't know what it looked like before we were in there looking for it, but that is the creeper. So we were in this hallway um and it was absolutely silent we were sitting in the darkness and i'm very lucky with this group that we mostly stayed together which is great we all got along really well and um, the reason i say it's great is because if we heard other noises on the floor we knew it didn't belong to a human because we all stayed together so you had the option to split up but we all stayed together so we're sitting in the darkness and this moment happened and i it was the beginning of the night i think we were only about an hour into our eight hours and i i almost had a heart attack so here's the clip
0: these doors oh. Yeah, it's a curfew. It's a curfew isn't it? For the town? Yeah. Oh, goodness. not yes. like so This town is like so Hatchfield. What <laughs> What happens when you're outside at the
1: curfew? So, as you heard the guide explain, um, that was curfew. That was to let the town know it was curfew. It was very loud in the moment, and I just about jumped out of my skin. Uh, We actually got the same thing when we first arrived to the asylum. It was much louder and and much more intense. And that's actually when there's an emergency in the town, that siren goes off. But let me tell you, sitting in a dark hallway, waiting for the creeper to slither up to you, and that goes off. But as you can hear, um, not everything that happens on a ghost hunt is um, necessarily paranormally related. Um, So then, this next one I want to play for you. We were in Lily's room. And anybody who knows the trans allegheny Lunatic Asylum knows about Lily. Poor Lily was actually born there. Her mother was a patient, and um, I believe she actually passed there. So they believe she's between 9 and 10. Uh, We were in her room. You'll see pictures on Instagram of her room. Um, There's balls in the middle. There's dolls. There's like a little child's desk. Uh, and and Seth explained to us that really the best way to get Lily to have any activity with you is to just sit there and talk. And it can take almost 15 minutes for her to warm up enough to start showing you that she is there because she's a child and she's scared and I can imagine it's very scary. So we were playing music on um, somebody's Spotify. Uh, to see if we could get Lily to come out and interact with us. And this is the clip that I want to play for you now. Checking the doll. <laughs> what? What was that? Okay, so no freaking way. <laughs> Again, one of those moments, not paranormal, where I jumped. Uh, I was definitely awake after that, but this is a good example of when you're doing something like this, making sure that you know what you're hearing and what you're seeing is not something explainable. So always trying to um, you know, look at it logically, scientifically, rule out what it is not before you start deciding what it is. And so for whatever reason, in the middle of this song, this lady just whispers, he's God, (laughs) but you know, it is what it is. So the next clip, we were actually still in Lily's room. We were in there for quite some time. And this was actually the first time of the night where we did get something paranormal. Uh, Right after you hear somebody say, who's gone, you're gonna hear the door slam. So you might want to turn this one up. I should probably be warning you like when to turn up and when to turn down. So if you had uh, the volume up for the siren, I'm really sorry. Um, You um, want to turn it up. And after they say who's gone, there was a door slam. And the door slam happened on the other side of the first floor. And remember... All 10 of us, plus our guide, are all together in this room. There is nobody else on this floor. The other groups were on different floors. There's four floors. So each group is on a different floor. And this door slam was on the other side of the first floor. And, um, and then I, I'm going to go ahead and play this, and then I will talk about what we did after that.
0: We're here for another 38 minutes. Gone. Gone. Who's gone? Uh,
1: we're all in here. Yeah. Uh, so who's
0: over there? That way. Oh. Are you rowing? Leave. I really want to be able to see the back
1: do you want us to leave?
0: Kill. Um, what? what she say? Kill. What's your name? This is not Lily. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're talking to someone
1: else. Mm-hmm. This is not Lily. you're
0: going to go over there mm.
1: do we want to go check that out yeah so as you heard um there was a door slam and my youngest was on the spirit box and she got the words go kill and we knew that we were not talking to lily that lily was probably not there at that time and um the door slam was so loud Uh, One of the other fathers went and um, he came back and he said, yeah, I think someone's down there. So we decided we were gonna go to the other side of the first floor and check out what was going on back there. Remember, this asylum is locked up, so there is no way that people are coming in and out of these back doors. So this would lead us back to um, the back half of the first floor. Uh, And there's like a kitchen back there and there's a place a big massive room that used to be the cafeteria and I believe at one point in time there was a bunch of beds in there because of overcrowding and I have actually had several experiences on the first floor one was right outside of Lily's room and then one was in that back room Back in that back area, there's a couple different spirits. There's Jack, there's the Sarge, there's Red. The Sarge reportedly likes to curse in women's ears. So I think we were all kind of hoping maybe that would happen. Um, there is a room back there where you can sit in Jack's chair, but sometimes you can get scratched. So I will tell you in this next um, in this next clip, uh, it was the only time during the hunt we were in the back, back room of the first floor, and it was a big, massive room, and it kind of goes all the way back and then off to the right, so imagine an L. So we're at the bottom of the L, all the way off to the right-hand side. and. It was the only time in the night that I was actually physically, I mean like psychically uncomfortable. I felt very uncomfortable back there. It was my turn to put the headphones on and listen to the uh, spirit box. So you will hear me speaking out words. You guys know my voice at this point in time. That was what I was catching on the spirit box. I couldn't hear what anyone outside was saying. So I can tell you that that those noise canceling headphones did work. And I kept my eyes closed, I had my back against the wall and my eyes closed. One, because I wanted to focus on what I was hearing, and two, because I did not want to see anything that was going to happen because I felt so uncomfortable. I'm gonna play this for you. There is a lot of editing in here because there was like whole three to five minutes of silence, and then I will tell you afterwards what was happening while this was going on. Of course, I would find out after I took the headphones off. Is anyone with us? Really quickly, does anybody else feel uncomfortable back here? Yep. Okay, because I do. I'm oh. just, like, kind
0: of creeped out of the
1: box. I'm definitely no. uncomfortable back here, myself, so let's do this. Oh. I don't I
0: am sitting by you. I'm feeling <laughs> Me, what's your name? (laughs) Me, yeah. women that we learned about.
1: Here.
0: Are you here with us? Can you show us a sign? Are you still here? ¿Qué To
1: be left alone. <laughs> that was a definite fuck you.
0: Okay. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I'm out. What did I miss?
1: Yes, so um uh, some of you may be wondering. Um, why whomever was on the spirit box would say some of the things the way they would say them, it was because that was the way we were hearing it. So the shushing was very distinct. I tried to repeat it the way I was hearing it. Um, And the cursing at the end was very distinct. There was no questioning what I heard. So when I talked to everybody afterwards, I found out that um, a couple different people were getting shushed right after they were talking and uh, that they said, you know, do you want us to go and then the spirit said, fuck you. So it was very clear. Um, And this is when the uh, family of four let us know that they were looking, like I said, we were at the bottom of the L all the way off to the right. They were sitting off to the left of the bottom of the L looking up and they were seeing someone peeking in and out into the room a shadow figure and this room is notorious for shadow figures it actually happens to be the room where I saw the shadow figure on a previous hunt so um, I was actually glad that I kind of had my eyes closed and didn't know what was going on Um, so this next one we were in the geriatrics ward and uh, one of the um, uh, uh, spirits that is said to be, um, communicated with or seen or heard as old Ruth. And old Ruth was kind of an ornery patient who would slam her tray down on the table when she was done and she would roll into you with her wheelchair. I, apparently she was very unpleasant to take care of and she has continued on to be that way. Um, as a spirit so we were there we were in the hallway it was dark we had just left the violent females ward it was the last like half hour of the night um um, unbeknownst to us all three other groups had 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 ended so you can actually hear some um, voices in the background and um, that is because people were going out to their cars and leaving and they were getting kind of rowdy because the night was wrapping up and they didn't realize that our group was actually still investigating, that we were gonna make it all the way to the end. Um, so if you hear voices, I am I, like 99% sure that's other groups. They were being very loud uh, and that's unfortunate, but I want you to listen for one thing. So you're gonna probably gonna have to turn this up. I've listened to it over and over and over again right after the uh guide seth says old ruth you out tonight there's a very distinct knock that came from the end of the hallway and then we would send someone down to check it out let's just sit and see if we can just get something auditory so far we've heard humming and growling if you're here with us can you make a noise are there any nurses here?
0: On and Ruth, do you have tonight? I need you're fresh in a scratch making one.
1: Will you knock for us again?
0: Knock one more time,
1: press, please. So the reason I let that play a little bit longer after the knock is because I I wanted you to hear what it sounds like to have other humans down the hall talking because that's what was happening. There were some humans down the hall, and then there were also um, humans outside the window because they were leaving. The reason I want you to hear that is because I'm about to play a clip where we did get something that I believe does not belong to a human. This was earlier in the evening. We were in Dean's room, which I'll tell you that story after this. And um, we had been in there for, we spent an hour in there. We spent a lot of time in there. It is way in the back of this unit on this floor. Um, And the, the voices that I picked up, now remember I listened to eight hours of recording with noise canceling headphones and the gain turned up. So when I heard this, I replayed it over and over and over again. And I thought that is not another group talking. So I did have one of my kids come down and listen to it and she heard something a little different than what I heard. Um, but I'm gonna play the initial clip and then I'm gonna repeat it for you with the gain turned up. And then if you guys wanna listen to it and please email me or message me and let me know what you hear um, because I won't, I'm not gonna say what I think I hear because then that's what you're gonna hear. Um, but you will hear a woman's voice at the end of the hall, talking. And again, I want to reiterate we were way in the back. There was no other group on the floor. We were far away from the stairwell, unlike this last clip where we were right next to the stairwell. And so, of course, we were picking up other people. So, here it is. Is there
0: another in here with us besides here?
1: Okay, I'm going to play it again at that level, and it's right at the beginning of the clip.
0: Is there another here with us besides you?
1: Okay, and now I'm going to turn it all the way up. All right, one more time. And then let me know what you guys think you're hearing. So like I said, I'd love to hear from you guys what you think you are hearing in that female voice. Um, Or you can argue with me and tell me it's nothing. Um, And then maybe on my next bonus ghost hunting episode, I will let you know what I think I hear. Uh, The next clip I'm going to play for you is the longest clip I have of this episode Um, it is way edited down because we would actually spend an hour in this area on the spirit box Um, my oldest daughter was on the spirit box at this time and we were in the infamous bedpost murder room so for those of you who don't know there was a story going around about this murder um, that this person had the bedpost put on his head and then people jumped on the bed until it drove through his skull. That is not the true story. Um, it, it was gruesome enough without people having to twist it, but um, it was a grown man who unfortunately had the intellect of a child and he was on the violent males ward acting up. And um, I guess one of the nurses said, okay, you want to act like a big man, go hang out with the big men. And put her, put him into this room, where he would subsequently be beaten, uh, and he would die as a result of his injuries, choking on his own blood. Um, I, I heard that the nurse, one of the nurses who used to work there, visited and reported that that day he had spent the morning coloring at the nurse's feet, and then would die that day. So it's a horrible story. And that victim's name was Dean. Um, And then the two men, the two murderers, obviously had two different names. Um, At one point during this hour, we were talking to Dean, and then Jack showed up. Jack, as I told you, was on the first floor in the back room. You could sit in his chair if you wanted to. But we got such activity on the spirit box. and at one point in time, I thought, we have to, there has to be multiple spirits talking because it was all over the place and it was coming so fast. And after an hour, I eventually took the headphones off my daughter and said, okay, enough. That's an hour. It's going to drive you insane. And we're not getting nowhere talking to all these different voices. But in this particular clip, we believed we were speaking to Dean. And when we first came into the room, they had one of those plastic mouse, I'm sorry, uh, cat toys that is a clear ball that when you bat it, it lights up. And a lot of ghost uh, hunters will use this because you can just set it in the middle of the room, it's inexpensive, and if something knocks into it, it will light it up, and so you know that somebody is moving that ball. Well, one of the young ladies in the group thought it was rubber, so she threw it at the ground thinking it was gonna bounce up, but instead it broke. Now, thankfully, one of the other families had brought the same thing and brought it out, and so when you hear them referring to breaking the ball and mine, That is because um, the father said, well, we'll leave that ball for you since the first one got broken. And so that's why we react to us rolling the ball and the voice saying, mine. Um, There is one moment in this that is probably the scariest moment of the night for me. Um, And I think you'll know it as soon as you hear it. But it is now something that we repeat in my house often (laughs) because it sent chills down my spine. So here is the clip. How many are in? with us.
0: He dropped on, or he uh, choked on his blood. There you go. Your home. It's still in the like me if I came in here No. C. Crossface.
1: So just in case you couldn't figure it out, the moment where my daughter said, I see you, I actually jumped up Um, because I was going to run and take the headphones off of her. But, um, you know, after that initial shock, I let her keep going for a little bit longer. And um, her sister said, why did you say it like that? And she said, because that's how I heard it. So I think now for the rest of our lives, we'll just randomly go, I see you. (laughs) So that um, was, I think, the scariest moment of the night for me Um, above the siren, um, above the knocks above everything else and you heard in previous clips we referenced humming and growling unfortunately I didn't catch it and I'm so bummed about that but the humming was happening all night and we were all saying it sounds like somebody who's like going about their work and humming and of course my thought was it was one of the nurses but it followed us throughout the um asylum and we would hear it out in the open and we would also hear it on the spirit box. So I really wish we had picked that up. And we also never, I didn't pick up any of the growling either. Although we all heard it. Um, this very last one happened in the, um, juvenile ward. So that would be anybody who was aged 11 to 17 and this was in a bathroom where unfortunately there were two juvenile males and, um, for whatever reason, one decided to stab the other with a butter knife, um, like a dozen times a lot. And that young man would actually crawl on his belly out into the hallway trying to reach the nurse's station, but die before he reached there. So we were in there. My youngest was on the spirit box and she would tell me later, a lot of what she heard that she felt like it was both boys because there was a lot of laughing and then there was a lot of screaming and it felt like two distinct personalities to her. Um, but you will get to hear stuff out loud and then I I believe there will be a part that will make you chuckle because it made all of us chuckle. Does somebody here need help? (laughs)
0: You
1: yeah, right. <laughs> Do you want me to help you More screaming Are you looking for a nurse? I'm a nurse, can I help you?
0: I am.
1: Are you a nurse? You see? Are you a nurse that worked here?
0: Dead. Did you die here? screaming. I think it said where am I?
1: Oh my. Do you know why you're here?
0: I am. Can we help you?
1: Don't do that. Don't do that, Justin. Geez. Screaming. Tell us how to help you.
0: It sounds like laughing. It's like over the over again. Mm. You are. Are you trapped here? laughing Can you show us where you are? It, it just keeps laughing and laughing.
1: Who's laughing? What's making you laugh?
0: Your face? (laughs) (laughs) Your face or your voice. Oh my (laughs) gosh.
1: You just dissed by a ghost. Yeah, so there you go. I got um I got a your face from a juvenile teen um, boy ghost that happened. So thankfully it's very hard to hurt my feelings, but uh, as I was reminiscing on it later, I was thinking like, oh, that really is kind of like a teen boy thing to say. Like, um, what are you laughing at your face? So yeah, I did talk to my youngest after all of this and she said it just was like screaming and laughing so it felt to her like it was both boys there and there was a lot of back and forth both of my daughters also admitted throughout the evening that there were curse words and also unfortunately the use of the n-word on the spirit box that they did not feel comfortable saying out loud so a lot of colorful characters still at the trans allegheny lunatic asylum so i thank you guys for listening to my first bonus episode a ghost hunt a ghost hunt episode on the beautiful dead. Let me know what you thought of this. It's over an hour long. Let me know if you thought it was like super boring and you, you want me to never do this again, or if you thought it was amazing and you can't wait to hear the next one. And um, I am going to be leaving for Crescent um, here soon, and I will be recording the evening. So if you want me to do this again with Crescent, let me know. Let me know uh, what you liked, what you didn't like. If you liked the history, if you just want to get right into the juicy ghost stuff, Uh, let me know. But I just want to thank you guys for listening. Thank you for everything you're doing to support me and the podcast and my love of all things nocturnal. And as I say to all of my listeners and all of my fans, I wish you wicked hugs and bloody kisses. Good evening.